VOC 91.3 FM. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. In a very warm welcome to Evening Live with myself, Nafisa Kerika. I'll be in your company for the next few hours. Uh, hopefully you are all having a relaxed Sunday evening. Um, I'm sure that uh, the, the, uh, that we have some very, very interesting things happening in the studio tonight. So uh, grab a snack and uh, don't go away. Tonight we'll start off the show by speaking with uh, Christina Muller and... Uh, ta- um, Sorry, Nicole Orenser. I've got the surname there. Nicole Orenser, and they are from an organization called Great Girls SA, and they are going to be joining us till 9 p.m. Thereafter, we'll be speaking to Molina Sabri Davids um, uh, in his capacity as the secretary of the Mahmud Council of Mitchell Splain. Of course, as I mentioned, we're going to be de- doing dedications. So if you do want to send a message through to your special one, do. Uh, uh, SMS us on 47913 or of course you can call us now many of you may remember Christina Miller the founder of Great Girls SA from earlier uh, appearances on the Shahida Kali show so she's no stranger to any airwaves <laughs> if I can put it that way but we are thrilled to have the uh, ha- have the organization back in studio for the first time this year uh, to give us an update on how they've developed since uh, the last time they were here and we can and what we can basically look forward to, to the rest, uh, for the rest of 2016 and the next few years coming up and then for the benefit of uh, all of us learning about great girls is a Great Girls SA. For the first time, we're going to start off by, of course, asking Christina Miller, who tonight is also accompanied by uh, Nicole Ardenser, who is the new project manager, to give us some background information on the organization. And then, of course, we'll move along to some of the projects that they're spearheaded, and then we'll learn why they are here with us tonight. Long introduction, ladies. <laughs> Welcome. Thank, Thank you so you. much for having us. It's such a pleasure. I'm uh, very intrigued by the whole concept, and I'm very, very excited to hear uh, about about Great Girls SA, but before we do get into the nitty gritty, I just want to find out what what was the whole uh, idea, like where did it come from, and how did you how did you make it happen? So about two and a half years ago, almost three years ago, I had come across a girl at my workplace who um, was doing a temp job at one of the sort of canteen type mm-hmm. type institutions and. We got chatting and we were the same age and um, she told me that after she was finished her stint there, she had no job to go to and she had no work further. And I was quite sort of shocked and I said to her, you know, do you have a matric? She said, yes. And I said, you know, did you do well? And she said, yes. I said, and why are you not working? You know, why do you not have full-time employment? And she says, Mm. well, I don't, where do do you get jobs? Oh, wow. And I I said to her, well, you know, you can look in the classifieds, you can look online, you know, networking, whatever. And... Basically, over a period of time getting to know her, it turned out that, you know, your average girl who's left school has no idea where to look for a job, has no idea where to start in terms of, okay, now I have my trick. What do I want to do and where do I look for work? Um, So very quickly, it turned into something and I sent a couple of emails out. I had a couple of ideas and friends and colleagues supported me massively from the beginning. I mean, I always make this joke that I sent an email out at two o'clock on a Monday afternoon and by nine o'clock that night, I had speakers and a venue and money and mentors and volunteers. And and I think I, I struck a chord, particularly with women in a professional capacity, because we all know how hard we have to fight right. to get forward in life. And you of know. course, in the workplace itself. Exactly. As well. And yeah. I mean, even if you're not in a male dominant industry, which I am, mm. I work in mining. So oh. I'm like 
surrounded by men. Interesting. Even, even if you're not in a male-dominated industry, as a woman, you often have to c- overcome even that much more to get a job and get and build a career and look after your kids. And if mm. you're a single mom, that's 10 times harder. So we just very quickly, sure. I think I struck a chord and very quickly we built the organization and the it was very organic and things have happened very quickly over a, long, over a short period of time. Amazing. Yeah. And then how did you get everybody on board to to, to, to help and, you know... For free. <laughs> right. Um, so, yeah, as I said, I sent an email out and it snowballed. In the space of, as I said, a few hours, right. I had a venue, I had money, I had mentors. So the idea I had in my mind is what is eventually has come true. So I think in my mind it was always quite clear, but getting it to work was something that was a challenge. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, so we work basically, I'll just explain as I go, mm-hmm. but we work basically with a group of girls that apply every year to be on the program. Okay. We work in a specific area. We work with different schools and we've expanded over the years to include new schools and, and uh, a, p- a greater pool of applicants. And what happens is we work with them for two and a half years. So oh, they're wow. not just signing up for a quick program yeah. and that's it and we're done and dusted. Because, I mean, the real proof is in the pudding. You can't put someone on a two-month program and then dump them straight back into the world that they came from and expect them to have changed and expect them to do something with that so mm-hmm. we we mentor them for two and a half years we keep contact i'll tell you a little bit later about our new alumni program where we're actually supporting the girls going forward as well wow but for the first two months that they meet us we do an intensive program for for these two months where we put them in front of lecturers who talk to them about cv skills interview skills boost their confidence public speaking mm. we give them an interview outfit so they actually look good while they're being wow. confident and practicing these skills basic budgeting labor law so they know what they're actually getting themselves into and they sign employment contracts mm-hmm. and get into jobs um, and you know skills that will actually set you up so when you get your first job you're not completely horrified at having to answer the phone for the first time like I was yeah, oh yeah or, same yeah or like how to open a bank account how to file your tax returns because wow. who knows how to do that when you leave it's basically check. setting up their life yeah how do you yeah. lo- do you did you learn how to file your tax returns oh, at no. school oh no <laughs> definitely not yeah, yeah no, and, definitely and, not. and just basic skills that will make somebody capable and confident in the workplace yeah. amazing now, Great Girls is a uh, empowers young girls from disadvantaged communities, um, encouraging them to believe in themselves. And what are some of the other things that they do learn besides, you know, in, in terms of the job um, facet of their life? What uh, what else is involved? So, besides the, the the skills essentially that we're imparting, a lot of it for them is creating a support network and a sisterhood mm-hmm. so for most of the girls if you ask them what their main learning is they'll tell you you know learning how to put together a good cv or learning how to manage their finances mm-hmm. are, are skills but the biggest message that we get from the girls is that they've got a network a, a support group of like-minded right. ambitious young women and a network of mentors and we call them pod moms who support them and have their back essentially mm-hmm. you know want the best for them encourage them push them and hold mm-hmm. them accountable to their their, their ambitions mm-hmm. and for them, I think the biggest take home is having that almost like a, I don't want to call it a secret society because that sounds dodgy, <laughs> but basically a, a group of people yeah. who constantly have your best interests at heart. That's great stuff. Now, you mentioned that you focus on specific areas and schools. Tell us more about that. So, um, it was also just pure luck after the emails that I sent out in the beginning. Um, there's a beautiful venue in Lavender Hill called New World Foundation. They mm-hmm. had just built a new venue um, and they weren't u- making maximum use of it. And when they heard about my program, they sort of jumped at it and they said, please, we'll, we happy, happily host you and have you free of charge. You know, use all our facilities, use everything. And when mm-hmm. we were starting, we didn't even have mugs for coffee. Wow. So they let us use everything, everything in the beginning. Obviously, now we kind of, you know, fully support yeah, yeah. it. But they were amazing. And from the beginning, we've 
we've had fantastic experiences. And I mean, when I tell people that I'm going to Lavender Hill, sometimes they look at me like I'm a little bit dodge. But we've had amazing experiences and we've never had problems. And people are so welcoming and so thankful, I think, you know, Mm -hmm. that people aren't scared to come. They're not stigmatized. And that you want to help. We have no problem. Absolutely no problem. And, uh, you know, we we have a great relationship with the community leaders there and the network there. And uh, we work in Lavender Hill and the girls that we we take into the program are from Stenberg, Freigrond, Retreat, you know, and obviously Lavender Hill itself. So that wider area there. I think it's very important. I mean, uh, growing up in those areas myself, I've, I've, I've kind of seen, I mean, I'm, 22. Please. You're <laughs> so young. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I grew up with a lot of, um, I, I grew up with those girls, um, not like physically grew up, but I've seen, yes, you know, how we develop. Yeah. How everybody has developed. And I think it's so important because you could go either way. You could, you could, you could take the high road or you could go, you know, the easy way, you know, um, following a life of drugs and, you know, but I think it's so important, especially for girls, you know, to get that female empowerment. Sometimes we don't know how to, how to go about getting that because our, maybe these members of the family that don't give that example. Or that support. Yeah, definitely. Nicole, how did you get involved with uh, <laughs> with, with Great Girls SA? Let's hear your story. Um, the way I got involved is Chris and I were both nominated for Business in, Business Women Association, one mm-hmm. of the categories. Um, and Chris and I got meeting at that event. We just started talking to each other and so forth, asking each other what we, where we're from and yeah. so forth. And Chris mentioned Great Girls to me. And it really resonated with me. Like, just listen to what you're saying. Um, I come from Mitchell's Plain as well. So okay. having that sort of experience and understanding where those girls are, their background and so forth. Um, yeah, and I just wanted to be part of it. So that was how I got involved. Wonderful. Tell us about the team that is involved. Uh, like Nicole's one of the people involved. Mm. Tell us how did you get them to come on board as well? And, and, and how do I trick them? We <laughs> become part of <laughs> Yeah, what are the uh, sort of stories and areas that they are from as well? So in the beginning, um, the, the, the very first year that we launched the program, I will say that I really abused my friend group quite badly that year because <laughs> I sucked everyone I knew into the program and, and, and did the same and thing. Made, made them volunteer. Um, but very quickly, by word of mouth and we got a lot of airtime a lot of newspaper coverage a lot of social media um, expansion within the first year we had 10 new applicants to become pod moms and if you think about the commitment I mean just think about that it's two and a half years yeah, of your yeah. life yeah, yeah. going into you know different areas that you're maybe not used to or not comfortable mm-hmm. with associating with young girls who you know let's face it we were all a teenage girl once it's oh, not yeah. the greatest phase of your life <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and really sacrificing a lot of your personal time and emotional commitment because it's a re- an emotional relationship right. to get people to commit to and again I'll just say I think I struck a chord young women are there specifically professional young women can see how hard it is and instead of being difficult and make and you know making the path difficult for people Mm -hmm. who are coming after them a lot of us believe in paving the way and Mm. and I mean we have a speaker who comes every year to speak to us Ulza and she just tells the most amazing story she grew up in Pelican Park and gives the most amazing story of how she's risen 
in her life and her motto which has become the great girl's motto is raise as you rise make sure you bring other people up with you and so that's essentially how we've maintained our mentorship and our our volunteer base because people can see the value in giving back and they're absolutely passionate about making sure that what you've done Mm -hmm. you help others to achieve too absolutely amazing well on that note we'll take an ad break and when we return we'll speak more to uh, Christina Miller and Nicole Ardenser about more on Great Girls SA do stay tuned Evening Live on VOC 91.3 FM. Tuned in to uh, Evening Live right here on The Voice of the Cape 91.3. I'm your host, Nafisa K. Well, joining me in studio, Christina Miller and Nicole Aronser from Great Girls SA. Speaking about very, very important things here. So if you want to comment, do uh, send us an SMS on 47913. Now, uh, we're just chatting a little bit to Christina in, 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 uh, during the ad break. Um, your story, you know, you mentioned you, you basically put yourself through varsity. Tell us about your whole entire experience and then how that that kind of plays into what you're doing now. Well, it, it completely plays into it because one of the one things we always hear when we when we start every new program is the girls say, oh, "I want to go to varsity and I want to study further and mm-hmm. I want to be a doctor or I want to be a nurse," or but I can't afford it because there's no money. Yeah. And I always look at them and I and I feel like saying to them that is the least of your problems, yeah. the absolute least of your problems because there's so many ways around it. Yeah. Sure, if you work really hard, you can get a bursary or a scholarship or mm-hmm. some sort of partial funding. But I didn't. I wasn't particularly, I mean, I I hate to say it, but I wasn't particularly academic at school. So I didn't do well enough to get any sort of bursary or financial Mm -hmm. aid. My parents were in a position to sign for a a, a, um, student loan. So Mm -hmm. you have to make a plan. So as I was saying in the break, I waitressed and I made jewelry and I sold makeup and I sold clothes. And, you know, whatever you could do to basically pay the bills. Waitressing was the most lucrative. So I would tell people to go waitress. But um, I always say this to the girls. And we have a lot of mentors and volunteers on the program who were in the same boat. And it's quite interesting to see, you know, we come there and I think, you know, they always think we've we've all successful women and we have these jobs and yeah. uh, all our volunteers. How are, did you get there? Yeah, all our volunteers still work full time while working on the Great Girls wow. program. So they see these professional women and they obviously think like, oh, you you had help or you you had it made. Mm-hmm. And when they start hearing our stories and hearing that everybody suckles, everybody has problems, everybody has yeah. challenges that they have to overcome, it makes it very real that yeah. your dreams are actually possible. Yeah. You can make them happen. Oh yeah, for sure. And speaking of professional women, have you approached any or has any professional women approached you to kind of get involved with uh, with the project as well? Yes, all our volunteers are wow. really well employed, very successful, ambitious wonderful, women. Yeah, wonderful, absolutely amazing. Okay, let's speak about the goals of Great Girls SA, um, who you guys actually mentor. What are what are some of the things that they face on a daily basis, and then yeah, what are these stories? So uh, what we do every year is we get the girls to apply by writing us a motivation letter. So they have to basically demonstrate that they are wanting to be on the program, firstly, Mm -hmm. and motivate as to why we should choose them over, say, the next girl. Mm -hmm. And what comes through a lot on those videos, and I always warn my new new volunteers, and Nicole's going to have that experience. Yeah, (laughs) Nicole's going to have that experience this year when she goes through the application forms, is that you need to have a box of tissues. Because some of the girls are very straightforward, and they'll say, listen, my life is very tough. I have no support at home. I've got nobody who basically cares what I do with my life after school or even now. Um, And this program might just give me someone that will 
care and mm-hmm. give me support. And then you get the really heart-wrenching stories where there's people who are who have been in 20 different foster homes and don't have anyone who wow. basically tracks them and 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 you know knows what's happening in their lives, no support. We have we have girls who have children, you know, they're in matric with a 4-year-old, 3-year-old child wow. and they don't have somebody who supports them or helps them with childcare and they have no way of going to sort of tertiary education institutions in that type of situation. Yeah. So we really do have a variety of people who come to us and and then obviously we've got our girls whose parents are incredibly supportive oh, and have so making making provision for there to be money for tertiary education and this program just helps them find the way and where to apply and how you know the roots and making sure someone they've got a somebody who holds them accountable outside of their family mm-hmm. so we do have a really wide variety of girls but i think the the biggest message for me is that all of them have identified the fact that they have a choice mm-hmm. and they want to make that choice to change their lives. Wonderful. I think it's very important that they know that they have that choice because some people, I mean, I mean, you, I mean, you can't imagine growing up in an environment where there's so many things that you face that can lead you into the wrong path. But it's amazing to you and it's sore to you as well. I mean, sure. Now. The schools are, I'm I'm sure, a big part of the program, but what is the criteria and what is the process that they have to follow in order to get involved as well? I think, Nicole, you want to answer that one? So we approach a few schools this year that we've been partnering with for the last three years, and the girls are from grade 11 and grade 12. Um, And really the criteria is that they must want the program. There's no cost to them. It's fully supported. So the girls need to know that they need to be 100% committed. Um, the criteria really is for them to be part of the two-month program mm-hmm. and then be, a, be part of and fully, um, how can I say, fully active in the two-year post-mentoring mm-hmm. program that we have. There's no specific criteria beside that and then the motivation letters. Okay. Um, the way the girls are selected is that the various pod moms, and this year we, we're blessed enough to have 11 pod moms, okay. they all vote on the different girls' applications and then the girls with the most votes are the ones that selected and this year we're only taking in about 30 girls okay are there marks in school very important when it, okay <laughs> no. not at all <laughs> the, 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 as i said i wasn't incredibly academic no. at school so if i had applied for a program that's based on marks i wouldn't have gotten in and for me i think that's criminal basically to, mm. to eliminate somebody on marks our world is already structured to yeah. make you only go far if you do well academically mm-hmm. and think about all the different skills people have you don't need to be an academic person to be an excess, a successful person the definition of success is completely personal and completely situational so So if you are going to eliminate people based on marks you've kind of cut a whole bunch of really incredible creative and otherwise talented people out of your pool so no literally you just need to want to be on the program and be driven enough to see it through awesome and then you mentioned i mean these are school goals so how how do you how does the program kind of work into this school year and like how do they juggle everything uh <laughs> well, well, how do you make them? Well, I tried, I tried to sort of structure it in a way that made it as easy as possible. So we only hold the programs on weekends. We don't cut into any school time. For the matrix, it's a little bit more tricky because they're obviously trying to study on the weekends and they've got workshops. If their schools, if, if some of the schools are really jacked up and they do extra lessons on the weekends, that does tend to clash. But we do make allowances. Okay. But generally, um, it's all on weekends. It's all after hours. The homework you give them is not actual homework. It's more like okay. go and set goals, go and plan what it is you want to do. How do you need our help? Right. How do you? Yeah. So it's not really cutting into their their time. And the teachers that we have from the schools 
are generally the life orientation teachers. So they are all for for this type of self-growth and development and they support us. The young girls that have gone through the program, what is what is some of the updates that you've that you've heard? And do you and do you see them still? Yeah, of course. Wonderful. Um, Obviously, lots of the girls have. And this is amazing. Um, gotten jobs after the program. Oh. So when we hold workshops, or whatever, they're not always able to attend because. Uh-huh. And the best they're part working. of my day is when they go, "Sorry, I can't come. I'm at work." And I'm like, <laughs> yes. "Yes, you are." Um, um, but you know, not everyone's working full time. Some people are waitressing or you know doing some sort of internships just to earn money so that they can save up for mm-hmm. varsity, which is already a, a great step. Yeah, yeah. Some people are studying full time, and and we've got some incredible success stories. I mean, people who have gone from absolutely no no chance you know if, if before this program and they will ad- openly admit that they didn't mm. think there was any light at the end of the tunnel to my two favorite stories the one girl um she was so adamant in getting a job that she went to a cafe an internet cafe printed out 30 copies of her cv wow. and walked blue root mall flat and wow. handed in her cv and asked to speak to the managers of every single store handed Gosh. in her cv personally and introduced herself by name with a firm handshake like we taught her and a smile and eye contact and got a job because she was so persistent yeah. and adamant that someone would hire her and she's now in a development program at sportsman's warehouse to become one of their retail salesperson so like that's I, and that would never have that happened. That is crazy. And then my other favorite story is a girl who came to us, and by the time she came to us in grade 11, she had a three-year-old child and had very little support. And she's now in her second year at CPUT studying wow. hospitality. Amazing. And she did so well last year that she got a partial bursary. So, wow. like, favorite stories. That's a great but, I mean, story. You know, even if someone's, this is my other thing, even if someone's not doing these knockout amazing things, yeah. even if they're just waitressing on the weekends and putting themselves through short courses or whatever, this is still more than what might have op- possibly been on the cards. Yeah, so. no, definitely. And speaking of confidence, how important is it, you know, especially for girls to believe in themselves? Well, it's absolutely key. You can't get anywhere if you don't think you can. And that's, you know, and, and unfortunately, unfortunately, we live mm-hmm. in a world where girls are often told to sit down, be quiet, yeah. n- be, not be seen or heard, you know, just comply and, and don't make a noise. And I think you don't need to be a game changer and you don't need to be disruptive, but you do need to believe in yourself and stand up for what you want. Because if you don't, nobody else is going to do it for you. Most definitely. What are some of the um, life skills that the girls are being taught and do they implement that in looking for jobs as well? And have some of them maybe started their own little factory? Um, so no, we don't have any entrepreneurs yet, but, okay. the, but the, the horizon is still very... I'm pretty sure, yeah, exactly. I'm pretty sure soon. Um, so some of the skills definitely, I think you and you're saying in terms of confidence as well, some of the skills for them, I think a lot is about not being shy to go out there mm-hmm. and, and do new things. So, I mean, you, I don't know if you can cast your memory back to when you were a 17 or 18 year old girl and having sure. to meet like... So, so one of the things in the program we do is, is mock interviews. And oh, we, wow. we, we get the girls to go through a series of six mock interviews with complete strangers who dressed in their corporate wear. Wow. So you're a 16-year-old girl and you're walking into this room Super intimidating. with a corporate in a suit. And he's saying to you, right, now what are your goals? What is your five-year plan? What is it that you want to do? And you've got to answer these questions, got not him. as a 16-year-old girl, but as somebody who actually knows what they want from their life. Yeah. So, I mean, in terms of the skills we treat them, uh, teach them and what they're using, mm-hmm. these are, we're not doing like airy-fairy, hey, when you smile and firm handshake. It's 
actual hardcore come and sit here and talk to somebody who mm-hmm. would otherwise never have been in your life and you're probably so scared of yeah but it's a good skill to learn yeah amazing now uh, just in the beginning you were mentioning the alumni program tell us a little bit about that Nicole so the alumni program is something we started this year and we are having three workshops during the year um, it happens on a quarterly basis the f- last quarter we have a big um, party for the girls so we decide not to have a workshop during that time but the first workshop we held was about goal settings just getting the girls to see where they're at right now um, checking in what are their goals for the year and how they can move forward with that um, and then the next workshop that we have in is about just choosing career options or where to go to university. Sometimes the girls don't understand the difference yeah. between university, technicons or colleges or even how to apply to those. We found sometimes the girls are the, the basic thing of where do you go drop off your application? We mm-hmm. took that and just assumed the girls knew, but we found that they don't. So we actually had to go back and say, okay, building blocks, what is the basic things they need to do? Mm-hmm. So we're taking them through a, a workshop with that. And that's about three to four hours. Um, that's in the two-year program post the official program. Okay. Um, and that's just so that we can keep contact with the girls as well. The pod moms do have contact with the girls on a quarterly basis, so they do interact with the girls. That's compulsory from the pod mom side. Mm-hmm. Um, but these alumni workshops we have, is just vo- it's voluntary for the girls, so it's an additional add-on okay. to, the, to the official program. I mean, if I was part of it, I would definitely go for it because yeah. I mean, it's 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 amazing opportunities. Now, um, touching on 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 the mentorship programs, wh- how does it work, and then who actually does the mentorship? So our volunteers that volunteer on the program, they can choose either to be a team member, so they help with event coordination and managing, you know, the setup of the events, mm-hmm. um, or they can choose to be a pod mom. And a pod mom essentially is, and we call it a pod mom because it's sort of like a, a soft way of of making sure that you are looked after Mm -hmm. and chased up by someone but not in more of a sisterly way if you know what I mean and and we have little pods so that's why it's called a pod (laughs) I actually have no idea how I came up with that name but there it is Um, um, and those people have to when they sign on they have to sign what we give them which is is a code of ethics and conduct agreement and it basically outlines what we expect of them and it's as I said a huge commitment so it's it's making sure that once you've finished the two month program that the girls start off with Mm -hmm. on grade goals for those two years after that you are messaging your girls you're whatsapping them you're phoning them you, you're chasing them up mm-hmm. if you're not getting hold of them you're phoning their parents you're phoning their schools wow. you're making sure that there's a contact at all at all times mm-hmm. you're seeing them face to face at least once every three months and i mean a lot of our pod moms actually go beyond that mm-hmm. and and have you know have calls in or have and they have group chats with their girls on a whatsapp forum and so the network builds but um, basically, there's that constant and ongoing contact, and and you can imagine from a pod mom's kind of you know point of view, it's, yeah. it's taxing because you're basically herding chickens. You know, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're keeping in contact, you're trying to chase up, and again, 16 year old girls aren't the most amazing at <laughs> giving updates and keeping in touch. So, yeah, so um, I have a 16 year old sister. Yeah, well then, yeah, <laughs> you know, so so yeah, it, it can be quite taxing. But our, I must say, our, our pod moms are incredible. They are dedicated and and relentless really. just mm. relentless yeah My, shout oh, out to I mean them. Nicole will agree with me here great girls would not work without volunteers wow yeah absolutely amazing now how does um like how often do if does everyone meet do you have uh, gatherings and things like that yeah some of the people on the program might say too much but <laughs> <laughs> um so 
every year we have a week from the beginning of the year so january till about now mm-hmm. we're basically recruiting our pod moms so it's social media drives it's it's colleagues it's emails mm-hmm. to friends it's you know sharing the spreading the word and a lot of our planning and our budgeting goes takes place at this point in the year so you know getting hold of your caterers getting updated quotes for printing all that type of stuff then going into this se- section of the year now nicole's been doing her sort of road shows through the schools mm-hmm. advertising the program to Wonderful. the grade 11s and 12s yeah it's quite also quite <laughs> intimidating if you ever spoken at a school <laughs> assembly and have a group of girls sitting back at you um, so we do the road shows now and the applications have to be in by the end of May okay. we then select everyone in June and the program starts in July and the timeline essentially is that from from now and until September the program launches so how often we see everyone is basically from now until the end of September we've got the program running so that's every second weekend from the end of July to the end of September mm-hmm. we also have our team meeting so the pod moms and the, the trustees and everyone meets you know on a regular basis it's every second month or even more than that once a month now once a month <laughs> now that we're reading up to the program and then again on top of that some of our pod moms are in their second or even third year of being pod moms that means they've got three years of alumni they're still having to keep contact with wow. and come to team meetings and go to the program so like we're talking about time commitments that yeah. are like heads up I am sure. I am so impressed with people amazing yeah. amazing we're going to take a quick eye break and when we come back more on Great Girls SA Evening Live on VOC 91.3 FM Assalamualaikum, you're back with us on Evening Live. I'm your host, Nafisa Kirika. Joining me in studio from Great Goals is a founder of Great Goals is a Christina Miller and then PRO at Great Goals, Nicole On. So ladies, welcome back. Now, lots to cover in the short time that we have. <laughs> I mean, an hour is, 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 is like, you know, sounds long. But it goes so quick. Yeah, yeah. In, yeah, in, yeah in, in, in radio land, it's just, it flies by. Okay, let's talk about Pod Moms. Um, cool name, catchy. <laughs> Very catchy. Um, so tell us what is the criteria and um, just everything that goes with being mm. a pod mom as well. So generally people get hold of us and they say, oh, I heard you on the radio or read about you in the newspaper or I went to your website. I saw you on Facebook. I'm interested in being a volunteer. So we explain the process and we send them. I send them a very well-worded email explaining how much of a commitment this is. Yeah. And I'm very impressed by the people who come back and say, yep, I'm on board. It's right up my alley. That's great. So the requirements are you have to have a driver's license and preferably your own mode of transport. Otherwise, you know, pair up with someone who does have transport because mm-hmm. you have to get yourself to and from Lavender Hill and all the outings and, and all the rest on your own. Um, preferably we want somebody who's got um, a passion for mentoring people and working with people um, mm-hmm. to develop themselves and again tolerance for young people and, and all that comes with that and who's open to going to you know going to dark places with people and I don't mean like actual dark places I mean you know going through trials and tribulations with, with the girls as they go through those things um, we don't have any criteria of what you do for a living or if you even have a job you must just be passionate about developing others um, and again I mean as we were saying now the entire success of our program relies on the pod moms. If we do not have pod moms on the program, we can't take girls. Yeah. So as Nicole was saying, we've got 11 pod moms this year. And to make it a quality experience, we only allocate two or three girls to one pod mom. So that's, only, that's around 20 to 22 to about 33 people 
girls that we can take on the program this year. Um, in previous years, we've, we've worked on less pod moms and more girls per pod moms, but it just gets a bit overwhelming for everyone. So we'd rather have two or three girls per pod mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, the more pod moms we have, the more girls we can help, and the greater this program expands. Nicole, you were busy with the school tours and uh, letting the girls know what they can expect. Uh, how was it all received, um, and how has it been received? I think, um, and this is something that Chris has done really well, like I said, the program's been running for a few years now, mm-hmm. and Great Girls has really partnered with three schools so far, Sibelius High, Lavender Hill High, and Steenberg High. And this year we decided to stick with those schools just because we want to make sure the foundation is really strong. Mm-hmm. The teachers that's involved, the, the principals that's involved, there's very welcoming, they're opening, they want great girls, they see the value add because we give them information about the girls that's been on the program. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes, like for instance now, the girls that's been on our program last year was in grade 11, they're in grade 12 now and they're and still different. involved in the school, they're making an impact. Um, there's definitely feedback that our girls are more confident so there's definitely kind of value add that comes back to the yeah. school as well. Amazing. Let's chat about, you know, schools or, or rather other schools getting involved. Um, what are some of the things that they have to do to kind of get on board? Is it just a phone call away? Or? <laughs> I yeah. guess so. It's just going onto our website, www.greatgirls.co.za, and there's enough contact information there. Just um, send it to info at greatgirls.co.za um, and just let, this, let us know that you want to get involved. It is limited, again, as Chris said, in terms of the number of pod bombs. Mm-hmm. So we can open up to, the, to various schools within the area, but it also depends on the number of, of pod bombs we have. Right. And then about the um, application, Application forms, all the application forms, and how do these young girls actually apply? So the roadshows are ones that I've gone to the schools and have handed out applications. Okay. But our application is on our website as well. So the girls, if they still want to, want to apply, they can apply before the end of May because that's when we'll be selecting our girls for the program. Okay, wonderful. All right, let's chat about your plans for 2016. I'm, I'm, I mean, we're almost in the middle of 2016. Can you actually believe it? Uh, How has it been going so far? And then what's next for Great Girls SA, ladies? All right, so obviously now coming towards July, we, we launched the program in, in the third term of every year just because mm-hmm. it's easiest in terms of academics. Um, so going now, we, we're going to be launching our program at the end of July. So as, as Nicole was saying, applications need to be in by the end of May. Um, And going forward, as I was saying to you in the ad break, we've had such incredible support that we've had enough funding to be able to launch this new alumni program. So we'll be going into the alumni workshops for the second quarter soon and the the actual new intake program at the end of July. And moving forward this year, we're basically running two parallel programs um, for great girls for the first time ever, hence why I I have my wonderful (laughs) wonderful project manager here, Nicole, Um, because it was just getting uh, so huge. Um, And I mean, as I said, again, all our volunteers have full-time jobs on yeah. top of, of, of this. I so, can't imagine. So we must. really need to spread you know, spread the yeah. load um, to make it work. So, Definitely. Yeah. An additional, sorry if I can just add sure. on to what Chris was saying, an additional one we also explored is tutoring services. Okay. So we found that the girls, there's some subjects and stuff that they're yeah. having difficulty with. So we're finding which ones are most um, applicable to the girls, which mm-hmm. is the biggest groups or needs, I should say. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at different companies for tutoring services, obviously trying to get the best prices as we can. Yeah. Um, 
and New World Foundation, again, is a wonderful organization, and they're allowing, allowing us to use the bold leaders as we need. So that's an additional one that we're working on. Everything you're saying is making me so happy. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, touch on, I mean, every organization needs donations. So let's chat about that. What are some of the biggest needs that Great Girls is a needs? So... I must say we've been very blessed. Um, since we started this program in our first year, our fundraising was purely from public funding. So like tiny down the road giving 30 rant or you know, <laughs> um, a, a company hearing about us on, on, on radio or, or newspapers and, and donating, you know, a thousand rand here, a thousand rand there. Mm-hmm. And this year we've had an incredible sponsor come on board and basically fund the entire year. So we have one less thing to worry about in 2016 and that's financial aid. But the program doesn't just have money you know obviously or need money um so one of the things we're really focusing on at the moment is our clothing drive every single girl on the program gets fitted out with her own personal interview outfit proper workwear attire that she can then go to an interview with or you know a panel interview for bursaries or a job interview Mm -hmm. and look smart and actually they look fantastic when they come out because they're now confident and they're brave and now they actually look the part as well and Mm -hmm. we partner with an NGO called Chic Mamas they fundraise through fashion and they basically come and fit each girl out they, they, they tailor it to fit them perfectly we have a seamstress on site I was a seamstress last year very unsuccessfully <laughs> <laughs> um, and and they, they leave looking fantastic and one of the photos you'll see on, on our website is mm-hmm. of the girls once they've done their, their, their kit you know their interview so what we need at the moment is previously loved good condition workwear in all shapes and sizes Mm -hmm. because obviously everyone comes in all shapes and sizes and colors for the girls and we have various drop-off points um, around Cape Town and then the other thing we're looking for at the moment is just consumables your teas your coffees your sugars Mm -hmm. your biscuits you know, if someone wants to bake us nice rusks or come and drop off some cookies, okay. you know, all of that type of things, mm-hmm. that's what Wonderful. we're looking for. Let's chat about the contact details, uh, your website, social media, everything that you want to uh, uh, give to our listeners. So our website is very easy. It's www.greatgirls.co.za, spelled G-R-E-A-T, not with the number. <laughs> um, and our Facebook exactly the same. So it's Facebook forward slash greatgirls. Mm-hmm. Um, we're easy to find. Um, we get back to you really quickly if you get hold of us. So it's it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Any any contact number that uh, people could call if, 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 if they want to do that? So I haven't had wonderful experiences by giving my numbers out on radio. Okay, okay. But I'm happy to share it if people want to SMS. It's only Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and if there's anything else you'd like to add before we before we wrap up? Just to say thank you. It's it's airtime like this that gets us the support we have. So and thank you. much more to come. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> That's uh, Christina Miller, founder of Great Girls, and of course, Nicole Arnens, the PRO at Great Girls. Ladies, thank you so much once again.